what's up everybody welcome back to the huddle it's the huddle you are listening to season four episode eight yes sir it's episode eight episode eight so we're back in the building um i want to say thank you guys for listening and checking out and riding with us whether you're going to work coming home from work or you're still at work or whatever you're doing we want to say thank you for listening to the huddle and rocking with us yes i'm, I'm excited this is gonna be a good episode oh yeah definitely most definitely um, we're changing up some stuff uh, we're gonna jump right into the topic mm-hmm. but before we do we normally would say you know like that's crazy or something but i have something that i think is worthy of mentioning for since we started we have been yeah. on the go with this podcast and this mm-hmm. is the first episode recorded in a place that we will finally be able to put our stuff down yeah so i just want to nice. say thank you lord jesus christ mm. for thank your you, provision jesus. um because if you know then you know anybody who's come on the huddle you know the conditions that we were mm-hmm. graced to record in and they were not bad conditions at all they yeah, were no. they were not bad we could have been outside or nowhere right right <laughs> um, but it, it just you know we we had a vision in our heart of what we wanted to do how we want to set things up and mm-hmm. now we're finally at a place where we can see that vision coming to light so mm-hmm. i want to say thank you to uh, my church ocean city um we're definitely excited to be in a new facility that mm. we can put our stuff down. We're gonna we're in the process of uh, decorating and remodeling some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, thank you to the church. I also want to say thank you to my father, Promised Land Ministries, mm. um, where we started. Yeah, I want to yeah. say thank you to Austin and and um, not just Austin, but Bryson and T James mm-hmm. and uh, Tyler. Or I said Tyler and T oh, James. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say thank you to all of you guys because we, after we left the church, we went to the apartment mm-hmm. in Pensacola. And then, of course, we got to say thank you to my second, or I, we like to say bonus parents, mm-hmm. uh, the Willises, for opening up their home and allowing us to record. I think it was season two or. It might have been three, actually. Season three and yeah. a little bit of four. I think we yeah. finished season two out there, too. Mm-hmm. We finished, finished season, season two three. out there. Yeah. So two, three, and then a little bit of four. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just so grateful. We have so much um, favor on this ministry. And um, we do not take it lightly. So mm-hmm. as a leader, I want to just come on and publicly say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody for being so gracious and allowing us to do that. Absolutely. Man, it's a blessing to have even just everybody who's still listening, you yes. know, still tuning in. Yes. Um, over psh, over a year now, yeah. which is which is crazy to say. But um, as we always say, if you're still listening at this point, you are a real one. Indeed, a real one, indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 you guys are a real one. I thank you so much <laughs> for rocking with us. I mean, you have heard. It's been a year, bro. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like some of everything. It's so crazy how much can happen in a year. In a year. Yeah. In a year. And I'm so excited to uh, have made it this far. And I'm anxious to see what a year from now will look like. Yes. Yeah, me, me too, bro. And um, I think just what you said can actually help us segue into what we're going to talk about. Because um, the future holds nothing but potential. And when we started this thing, we started with nothing but space opportunity and potential and um one of the things that uh comes with potential is pressure potential yeah the pressure of potential let's talk about it that is a real thing um i think that like people love potential i think that people love to hear that they have potential um it's it's a compliment that kind of makes you feel good but we oftentimes forget when we're giving people compliments or whatever we're identifying things by their potential that the pressure uh, that comes with that you know what I mean um, we're known for just how we can see where things can go and it excites us because a lot of us are dreamers a lot of us are visionaries and so 
you see the potential in even little things. But um, sometimes I think when we focus so much on the potential of a thing, we put pressure on the person or, you know, whatever the vision is. Mm. Um, not that, but and I want to say this too. Potential is not a bad thing. Potential is a blessing because it's like saying that you have uh, room to work, room to improve, room to be something great. Um, but I think the pressure comes when people have this idea of where they think the potential is going to lead someone. Mm. And I think that's where the pressure comes in when when you talk about some somebody or something's potential and you base everything they do off of where you vision them being in the future mm. that's where the pressure comes for me that's that's really good and is and it's it, i think that when you um look at people who have a known talent from a child mm-hmm. um like athletes musicians mm-hmm. childhood actors or actresses um you know, sometimes you say something all the time that I think is so important, especially as it relates to this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you always tell people, cancel your plans for people. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, before I prove this point, let me just read you guys the definition of potential. It says the qualities or ability that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. And then another definition says the quantity uh, determining the energy mass. So that's like a, um, we don't need that. That's the physics definition. But one of the other definitions that I like, the adjective says having or showing the capacity to become or develop into something in the future. Mm. So sometimes it's pressure, you know, because potential is some sometimes something that other people can see before you can see it. Mm-hmm. And so because they can see things that you can't see about yourself, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll put you in places or they will label you as something that you have not had the opportunity yourself to grow up into becoming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here's a perfect example that, you know, I'm sure I did not have it this bad, but we can relate to mm-hmm. being a pastor's kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you skip being a kid and people want to push you to the pulpit mm-hmm. or they want to like push you into leadership roles. And they say you have the potential, you know, it's in your family. It's in your bloodline. I can Mm -hmm. see it. And I always tell people, if you can see something in someone, allow them to see it. Sometimes you have to allow them to see it first before you try to, like, nail them to your idea of who they should be. Because it's not fair. Absolutely. And I think what comes with that is the the room for development, Mm -hmm. the the time and the space for development. Um, I think where people mess up sometimes is focusing too much on the end goal and you know who they could be or what that thing could be and they don't know the process that god may take them to get to that point if that's even where god wants them to go Mm -hmm. um i think that so many people especially at young ages have a multitude of talents and gifts Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that they're gonna make a profession out of the gift that you think Mm -hmm. they should or they're the, the best at yeah. You know, there's some people who are good at music and good at sports or whatever, and they don't choose sports and they choose music. Mm-hmm. And so many people focus, oh, he had so much potential to go to the NBA. He had so much potential to, to go to NFL or whatever. And they, you know, almost downplay the route that God took them for music mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or, or even what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, I just know with with a lot of athletes who are good. Um, the pressure comes when everybody can see where they can go um, and they're expecting them to end up where everybody else is expecting them to be. Right. Uh, not that you ever you won't ever be there, but you just don't know what the Lord has in store for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so I think that for the people who feel this pressure, it's important to um, appreciate the good things that people acknowledge in potential uh when they're you know speaking about you but also being in tune to who god has called you to be um i think when we talk about potential we don't we don't necessarily speak on character like you have the potential to be a great dad you have the potential to be just a good uh human being but Mm -hmm. we're always looking at their gifts their Mm -hmm. skills their talents and those always need some time for development 
And um, and I think where people, you know, put pressure on people without realizing it is getting excited about their gifts and talents and wanting them to to cultivate them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that God has a certain timeline for w- how he wants it to be cultivated and how he wants to do it, um, which won't make sense to a lot of people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like God to develop um, a leader, he may have you serve in an area where everybody else is. You have the potential to be a leader. You have the potential to lead this thing. You have the potential to do this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But God is taking you through the route of servitude right. to develop the gifts, and then you'll lead. Right. But the pressure is knowing that you have the potential to lead and still sitting in that place of development and serving mm-hmm. You know, when, when God wants to develop what's mm-hmm. important, the heart things in you, and the things that people don't see. Mm-hmm. So they think you're sitting on your potential. Why don't you get to the front? You have so much potential, but God is developing things that um, that will keep you mm-hmm. in that place that potential will take you. Yeah, because character matters. Absolutely, it matters, and uh, and and potential is literally just the capacity. Like you have the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if you buy a car, most people don't read the manual for their car because they know how to drive. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the car has potential to do so much more than just drive right. that a lot of people, we don't take the time to realize. Mm. And the pressure is, you know, sometimes, like you said like you said earlier, if people are gifted in multiple things, they choose the thing that's true to them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they might have the capacity to become an NFL star, mm-hmm. but they chose to operate in the or feel the capacity of music, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that people have the pressure to perform or the pressure to feel it really comes from people who mean well. Absolutely. Because it's not that people yeah. like wake up and they're like, I want to ruin this person's day, Oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I think it really is just boils down to people want mm-hmm. the best for you without asking you what best you want to achieve, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or what God sees is best for you. Yes. Um, I think the best way to explain it is to tell you my experience mm-hmm. of the pressure of potential. I was going to say me too. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, I <laughs> yeah. can try to like talk in a general sense, but when I feel the pressure of potential, it comes from, like you said, well-meaning people and their idea of, you know, who I can be, mm-hmm. you know, people, don't necessarily understand but sometimes when people tell me how good i am at something i don't like it all the time like Mm -hmm. i appreciate it but i don't like it because now i feel like i have to live up to this person that you see or think Mm -hmm. especially and, and we don't talk about how people don't always feel like what other people see people don't always feel like the leader that everybody sees them as people don't always feel like um you know, even the man of God that people think they are. And but the pressure of potential comes from like that constant feedback of this is who you are. This is where you're going. God's going to do this. And then you look at where you are. You look at your secret life. And now you have the pressure of like, man, I know where I am. I know, you know, where God has me right now. And it's not lining up to what these people think. Mm-hmm. Um so, for example, in, in my life, like my mom is always, you know, like moms do see the best in you. They think you're the best at just about anything or whatever. Um, but my mom always saw me as somebody uh, inspired to, to do well and go far in the medical field. Um, and I believe that I had the potential to do well in school and do those things. But because I took a different route. And I feel like I'm doing something that doesn't pay as much as something in the medical field would or, you know, doesn't have as much security. I can feel the pressure of like trying to go back and recreate what they thought in their head. You know what I mean? And and I think about my life right now, if I'm being completely honest with you, um, there were so many people who were like, you're going to do well. Like, it's not going to take long for you to to do something with your life. It's not going to take long for you to have influence or to change things. And I look at my life and I look at truthfully the past year or two when I felt like I haven't really done too many things of impact. And that's just how I feel. Um, And I'm looking at like, 
this idea of what other people would see as success. And it's dangerous because we can almost downplay the things that God is doing because it doesn't look like success to other people or the world. Because you don't have the money tied to it, you don't see the significance or the potential that everybody else has preached about. Um, and so it's like, man, I want to do something. I want to do something that bears uh, the, the fruit of success that the world sees. In other words, I want to do something that has money tied to it so that other people will say he fulfilled his potential. He's making money now. When in reality, you could be doing something that doesn't pay very well, but you're fulfilling your God-given potential of changing lives or something and you're and you're suffering in worldly things but but in the spirit you're being developed and you're doing so much for the kingdom and so i think i think um you know the the real challenge is letting go of the world's idea of success because that's where a lot of people's potential comes from or the world's idea of influence and trading it for what the Lord says is important to him and what's important to the kingdom. Because in my life, and I know I'm a little bit long winded here, but, but in my life I've had this battle of, you know, the world thinks that you're important when you have money or you have a lot of influence. And I'm sitting in a place where I don't really have either one of those things yet. All these people are looking and saying all these like things like, oh, man, you're you have so much potential. You're doing great things. And, and I'm sitting here like, well, I don't have any money or that much influence. So what are they seeing? You know, do I need to do more? Am I supposed to be doing something else? And I think that the Lord is just having me say all this to to tell me that I'm right where he wants me mm-hmm. and not to let the pressure of worldly potential um, affect what he has, where he has me right now. Yeah, I, I, that, that's mouthful. that's really good though. That's I I like what you said. Um, I want to go back to something, um, or not really go back to something, but just make mention. I understand exactly what you're talking about as far as when people see things in you that you don't see in yourself, mm-hmm. and I had to learn really quickly what to do with that. Mm. Um, and here's here's the here's the thing that you know if I thought about this point we probably could have called this podcast this Mm. one of the things that God showed me when I first started this ministry um, and even playing drums as a kid you know people heard me play as a kid and was like you should tour Mm. like you should be in the music industry and do these things and blah Mm. blah 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 blah. that's not the route that I wanted to take I knew that I had a gift of arts Mm -hmm. and so really what it boiled down to is I had to learn what to do with the compliment Mm. because the compliment became a threat. Mm. The compliment became something that I felt like I had to, I had to see how I earned it to get it. Mm. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, if we're not careful, I I learned with, with writing and, and, and these people come up to me and they tell me they're blessed by these messages. And it's the times that you feel like you did not do Mm -hmm. good at all. Or, you know, and, and, and they tell me that, you know, it, 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 and I used to did not like that. And I used to, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, feel like, you know, don't tell me this because I don't see it. And I feel like it's Mm -hmm. just not, but one of the things that God was showing me is sometimes he'll use other people to encourage you. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, I had to learn not to commit a suicide to what God was trying to birth on the inside, because a lot Mm -hmm. of times it starts as a seed that sometimes people can see before we can. Mm -hmm. And the enemy wants us to downplay the things that God has called to live. Mm-hmm. And so like I used to say stuff like, oh, no, it wasn't that good. Or I would find the one thing that went wrong and, and make a big deal out of it. And God mm-hmm. was like, stop killing what I'm trying to birth in you mm-hmm. because people do mean well, because a lot of what we do, even if we don't see it, if it changes someone's life, that's a big deal to mm-hmm. them. It's just like if if Kirk Franklin was to walk in this room right now, I'll probably turn this whole thing off <laughs> and just talk to him for hours because yeah. he's impacted my life. Mm-hmm. And to have an impact on somebody, 
you know, your impact does not consult your feelings. Mm-hmm. It does not consult our bank accounts. It doesn't consult our health mm-hmm. or whatever else is going on in our life personally. You know, God uses us and he and that's the glory really goes back to him. And, and it, it can be pressure. But I had to learn what to do with that pressure. Mm-hmm. I had to say, OK, well, it wasn't me anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the key right there. It was God. Mm-hmm. So to God be the glory, truthfully, because I mm-hmm. can't even see what you saw. But I thank you for mm-hmm. that. And it just lets me know that God is still with me. Absolutely. It lets me know that yeah. God is still with me. And like you said, I love what you said. It's God showing you it's more than monetary and, and it's mm-hmm. more than the what we call fame today. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter because all of those things will fade away. You know what people are going to remember at your funeral? How you made them feel. Mm-hmm. I was at my grandmother's funeral. No one talked about her outfits. No mm-hmm. one talked about how decorated her house was. And it was. No one talked about mm-hmm. how immaculate she was. And everybody talked about how sweet she was to people and mm-hmm. how she made them feel. And, you know, sometimes people give us that while we're alive mm-hmm. and we we kill the flowers. We're like, no, nah, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And God, God had to show me, like, you know, if you're going to be used in ministry, people are going to come up to you and bring up stuff that you did. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what to do with that. Absolutely. Um, I, I really like what you said about like it not being you anyway. Yeah. Because I think that is what is the key to releasing the pressure or not allowing the pressure to get on you. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the burdens that the Lord tells you to cast upon him. Mm-hmm. Because if the big thing with me, bro, was the one of the scariest things for me was succeeding at something mm-hmm. and knowing I succeeded. Mm-hmm. Because now the devil tried to put the pressure on me that now you can't have anything lower than what you just did. Ooh. And you know, and, and the thing was, you knew that it was God anyway. Yeah. And so now you're looking at how can I produce this thing over and over again? And you have to continue to remind yourself, like you said, that it was never me in the first place. Never. And so the next one, should that be a success, which I you know, believe it will be a success, won't be me either mm-hmm. you know and that's one of the ways that you take that pressure off of you like yes. i had to think about that in my about myself man like because there were some awesome things that the lord has allowed me to do in mm-hmm. this life and people would speak about those things and be like, oh you did this and you did that and you hear that you did and so now it's like how can yeah. i do yeah. it again when you were like wait hold on it was never me it yeah. was god the whole time and so i'm not even going to take the pressure of trying to recreate this thing mm-hmm. or even do something greater than what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, give that back to God mm-hmm. because it's always been him. And I release the pressure, mm-hmm. you know, for myself. That's, that's what the Lord has, has been speaking to me. Like just, that's one of the things. Don't be anxious. Trust me, man. I've been reading in that like all yeah. week too, bro. Oh, man. It, it's so funny <laughs> because success is scary. Mm-hmm. The pressure of potential. Okay, so even us coming in here, I was driving here today. Like, okay, we were praying for a space to work. You've given us what one, two, three, three huge rooms, whole like a whole building. Okay, mm-hmm. so now there's this pressure. Like, we got to do something with all this space. <laughs> we got to like have a movie out yeah. by next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it really, it's 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 there is a responsibility of stewardship. And we should show God why we needed what we were asking for. Mm-hmm. But we should also remember to do it through his strength because mm-hmm. it's not by power, not by, by might, but, but it's by his spirit. spirit. And I even had to remind myself that of like, you know, as a writer or a content creator, especially when you do stuff in front of people, mm-hmm. people are the wrong thing to plant your validation in. Mm. They are the wrong. You can have two people watch the same thing and one person will say it's trash and another person will say I loved it. Mm hmm. People are the wrong thing to depend on. And I had to, you know, um, as I was I was just talking to some people in the cast when we were looking at deception and trying to bring it back. And and I was just like, you know, I don't want to approach the storyline like we know everything mm-hmm. and I don't want to approach it like we're veterans at this because we did the production last time and it was a success. Like I want to approach this um, humbly and open to the, the things that God wants to do. Yeah. However, he wants it to look this time, whoever he wants to send. Like, I want to be open because that's Mm -hmm. how we got here in the first place. And it was never us. It was always him. Mm. And so there is a pressure to perform. And there is a a pressure with when it comes to potential, because Mm -hmm. people can see like, you know, you had this success here or you have these 
this team here, well, what's next? You know, what's, you know, you graduate college and people are like, you have the degree, like oh now you gosh. have the potential to just work anywhere you want. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then you get out here and you figure out nobody's hiring and they don't yeah. care about my little stanky degree. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so like you have this pressure and I don't know, you got to just point it back to God. Yeah, absolutely. I'm over here looking for um, this verse, man. I can't find it, but it was one of the prophets and the Lord was uh, speaking to him before he had a message and he told him specifically, he said, um, don't look at their eyes. Don't be intimidated by them or I will cause you to to look foolish yeah. in their eyes. And that was something when I first started preaching that the Lord like somehow led me to and would always remind me like don't go out there and focus so much on them and how they look at you or i will make you look foolish because you're focused on the wrong thing yeah. don't even look at them when they when they teach you about public speaking when people get nervous they say find a spot yep. and just look at the spot like don't yep. look at all the people then when you get comfortable you can kind of like interact with them but when you're when you're nervous you just find a spot that looks like you're looking at them or whatever, but you're focused on that one pinpoint and you're just delivering what you have to deliver. You hear that KOC? That's from your stage manager. Austin. <laughs> that's funny. But, um, but that's a big thing, man. Like I, that's why I like what you said about like not focusing on people as your source of validation. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really being assignment centered. Um, this is my assignment. This is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, the success or, failure if you will of this will not depend on the reaction of the people if people don't show up that doesn't mean it was a failure if people clap it doesn't mean it was a success Mm -hmm. you know the success comes from the obedience to the assignment because there's so many people that i think have a lot of claps but but god is silent because number one he didn't tell them to do that and you're, you're not doing what he called you to do but the world's clapping and so you think it's success. And there's other people who've been faithful and nobody was listening, nobody was watching and God is up there clapping and, and he's got the angels clapping because he was obedient. And it's not until you 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 That's see so in the spirit that, that what matters to God is what's important and being obedient to what he's called you to do, no matter what the world says or criticizes or even sees as success or failure. Mm. Like, I think there's so many churches that nobody knows about that God is like, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's other churches that may have money and may have, uh, you know, technology advancements and all those things that are dead churches. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so it's, just, it's that obedience, man, being assignment oriented and, uh, and really spirit led, spirit yeah. guided and spirit led. Yeah, that that's so important, man. I think that. um you know, a lot of it is sometimes even the pressure that we, like we were saying, put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, it's just the pressure that, because you know, especially if you have a gift that someone else that's well-known has, now you feel like you have to catch up to what they're doing or, mm-hmm. or be like them or like, you know, when I first, oh God, when I first started writing individually or individually, independently and doing my own productions, there was pressure there because I knew that my style of writing broke a lot of traditional theater rules. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that there were certain things that I just did not do. I didn't like personally. I just mm-hmm. thought that they didn't fit the message and they didn't, they kind of got in the way of, of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to get over that pressure and I had mm-hmm. to accept the fact that LA, you are different. You've always been different. First mm-hmm. of all, like you're different and you have to walk into that difference. If you're going to truly be obedient to what God has called you to. Darius Daniels actually just said something on Instagram. Mm. He said, you might have the same calling and the same gift or even the same assignment, but you should always be in your own lane. Absolutely. You should always be in your own lane. You should never try to mimic what you can do the same thing that someone else does, but there should always be a unique fingerprint or identity Mm -hmm. to how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love going to theater and watching stuff, but I can see a clear difference between my style of work and other people's style of work. And mm-hmm. it's not that my way is better or my way is, is less than theirs. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Yes. You know? And uh, the pressure that I used to put on myself, honestly, was like, man, I'm, I am, especially if people would come and be a part that were from theater backgrounds, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you're not probably going to agree with my methods. But mm-hmm. I had to learn to be confident in that. 
Because mm-hmm. one thing that God showed me is like, you might have different methods, but your methods save people's life mm-hmm. and it sticks with people. Absolutely. You know, and that's something that is worthy of walking in your unique calling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like a pressure that I would put on myself. And I was like, when I would have lighting people come in and do stuff that did theater, you know, mm-hmm. professionally, I'm like, okay, well, this is not, you know, mm-hmm. and and then God would be like, not what? I know you're not going to say not professional. Right. <laughs> it's not what? It's not what they think it should be, but is it what I called it to be? Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. And not to say it won't ever be similar to those other things. The thing that, that I had to learn at earlier, and I'm still learning, is there's more than one way to tie a knot. Yeah. And so many kids struggle when they're learning how to tie their shoes because they can't learn the bunny ear method. Mm-hmm. But there's another method that they can pick up on. Mm-hmm. And if we treat the, the kids that can't get the bunny ear method like they're just incompetent, then that that doesn't build any confidence. It, it makes them feel like they're the ones that are just off or something's wrong with them. But somebody shows them, well, if that if you don't like that method, try this one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they find what works for them. Mm-hmm. Some people don't tie their shoes at all and they get some strap-ons. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's more than one way to to do a thing. And I think that people that we admire sometimes, we kind of put ourselves in the same lane and then grade ourselves based on that person. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm not on T D Jake's level. Right. Well, I'm not on a Mike Todd level yeah. or Stephen Furtick or whoever you may be looking at, or I might not be a Jay-Z or J. Cole, but you still have the gift to 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 write songs and to rap. Which makes it hard to receive a compliment when you do that. Mm-hmm. Because to somebody else, you're their version of that. Mm-hmm. Not that they're comparing you to that, but but the way that we think that like these leaders are great and they are. Mm-hmm. To somebody else, when they come with a compliment, and they're like, "Yo, that really changed my life." That really, but to them, that's how you are. Because mm-hmm. if you get even the top people in the world in the room together, they will all tell you the same thing. I don't think that I'm that good. Bishop Jakes put it best: "Gifted people can't see themselves." Mm. You can't. I think that that's good. I think Absolutely. that yeah, I think so. Lucifer could have used a little bit of not being able to see himself. Right. I mean, <laughs> if he couldn't see himself. What would he have gotten a chance to be prideful over? Mm-hmm. Why, why would pride, you know, pride? I think God does that to protect us from pride. Yeah, from ourselves. From ourselves, because God hides a little bit of who we are and he surrounds us with people who can encourage us and say, no, you can do that. Like, mm-hmm. you are, you are great. You are anointed. You are called. Like, get back up and try again. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, you know, we have to have grace, even though it can be annoying at times. We have to have grace for people who call out those things mm-hmm. as though they are yeah which is absolutely. what the bible says yeah. you know and if you mm-hmm. want someone to rise to some potential when i'm when i'm training people and i'm directing a cast i know that they don't know the lines when they come in i know some of them have never acted before mm-hmm. but i call them an actress i call them their character's name mm-hmm. because i'm calling that potential out of you because mm-hmm. if I, I if we want to go higher we have to start speaking it now absolutely because the bible does tell us that life and death is in the power the power of life and death is in the tongue mm-hmm. and so many times we wait until we see it to mm-hmm. say it mm-hmm. but that's backwards in the kingdom of god you have yeah. to say it before you see it mm-hmm. the world says see it before you say it we say mm-hmm. it before we see it before we saw this place <laughs> Mm-hmm. We didn't know where we were going, mm-hmm. but That's I remember right. saying, I am not driving around with this stuff in my trunk anymore. Like I'm, I need a place to go mm-hmm. and work. We said it. Now we're sitting in it. And mm-hmm. I don't believe we would be sitting in it had we not said it and no. put that before the Lord. Mm-mm. I don't know if you remember that night, but um, at the end I was like, let's pray for our future wives too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and she's sitting over there. Well, mine is on the way. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> you, better, you should probably listen to this. Stop playing. <laughs> no, it's real though. It's real talk. I I, I found a journal. I I, did, I don't have it with me. I would read y'all a page. I wrote it in 2018. I was sitting in the psych unit at work, and I wrote in there that one day I was going to, you know, this arts. This is what God has called me to. Mm-hmm. And it's going to change lives. And I wrote about the podcast. I think I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. said so the podcast will be great. It'll be a platform that people can come, let their hair down, laugh, and talk. Um, 
we'll have great conversation. And then a paragraph under that, I said, one day God is going to thrust me into self-employment. Mm-hmm. And I said, I will become a millionaire mm. so that I can do philanthropy work and fund education, fund mission trips and fund mm. ministry. Mm. Like that's what I said I wanted to do. And I believe that. And I wrote mm. that down. I'm living more than half of that right now, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so funny because, you know, there is a pressure of the potential mm-hmm. because you look at the talent and you're like, this is where I should be. And sometimes God, I, let me just say, God can get you there. Mm-hmm. God can get you there quicker than you think. Uh, before you know it, you'll look up and you'll be in the thing that you used to pray for. Mm-hmm. And I am a living witness to that. There are still things that mm-hmm. I pray for and hope for, but because I know what it's like to be thrust into something through his grace, I know that that the next thing that I'm hoping and praying for will happen, you know, but the the pressure of of the potential, you know, we have to be kind to ourselves. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us that love is patient, mm-hmm. love is kind, you know, love does not envy, love is not boastful. That's why I tell people all the time when we say love ourselves, we have to be careful because there's some elements to love that we don't do. Mm-hmm. Like we're not always patient with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we get annoyed and we start adding this pressure of like, I'm this old now. I should have this. I should live here. Mm-hmm. I should have been married four years ago and have like three kids by now. Like mm-hmm. there's this rat race. Mm. Um, of of things that God is like, why are you worried about it? You know, I used to struggle with this as a kid and it was like an insecurity of mine. I was so and still am uncoordinated with sports mm. and everybody around me played sports. All of my cousins played sports and I remember I asked my dad for a basketball rim and mm. I, I think he got it really because my cousins come over a lot. Mm-hmm. I did that thing like once and then <laughs> I just, I could not, it was just not my thing. When mm. I would dribble a ball, I would hear a beat. Mm. So people would be like, you're traveling. But really I couldn't shoot because there were like a few more measures that I needed to complete the beat that was going in my head. Mm-hmm. So I just wouldn't, I, I couldn't play. I, did, I was a horrible shooter. Um, I would go in the house and be in the basement playing my drums mm. and everybody would be outside in the backyard. Like, and I'd be by myself. And at that early age, I used to cry about it because I didn't fit in with everybody. Mm. And people used to make fun of me and be like, oh, you suck and you're trash and blah, 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 blah. And then we tie sports to masculinity. Mm. And it's just like, oh, my God. So then people are like, you're gay. Like, you don't know oh, how to play. Like, man, it's just yeah. all type of stuff. Yeah. And so I had to learn to sit by myself because people could see that you have this basketball room in the back. And there were kids on the basketball team who didn't have that growing up. You know, they were not as fortunate as I was growing up. And so people were like, you have the potential to be a great basketball player. Like if I had a basketball rim, I would be playing all day and I would, you know, I would make the team and I would do all of this stuff and Mm -hmm. I would know all the new tricks or whatever. You don't do that, Mm. but you have the potential to do that, you know, Mm. especially as an African-American male who doesn't play sports in the inner city of Detroit. Like that's a Mm. problem. And so when I, you know, had to learn how to sit by myself there were plans that other people had for me, but God had another plan. Mm-hmm. And in that sitting by myself and in those times that I would cry and just practice my gift, the thing mm-hmm. that nobody saw now to this day. And I always tell people, don't throw away the thing that people make fun of you about. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean any shade by this, but I always say the people who made fun of me about not playing basketball and making a basketball team and stuff, none of them play sports professionally. All of them work nine to five somewhere. And I think that's great. But the thing that people made fun of me about, people pay money to see mm. and it changes their life. And I'm still doing it to this day. Mm. And so, you know, there's always going to be pressure of if people pulling you to one way to do things. But you have to be true to what's inside of you, what God put inside of you. Mm. And don't fall for the pressure of the opposing side. Mm-hmm. Don't betray yourself. Don't be something that someone wants you to be. Be who God called you to be. Mm-hmm. And. It's even pressure to be who God calls you to be because sometimes who God calls you to be is the opposite of who you want to be. Mm. I tell people all the time, I did not want to do what I'm doing. Like it Mm -hmm. was a calling that I finally surrendered to. Mm. But you know, there's always going to be pressure. Yeah. With that, with that pressure comes a grace though. Yeah. You know, um, because I think what God calls us to does carry a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Holy Spirit helps us to carry that weight. And um, because that weight is heavy 
already. We don't need the pressure from out the outside sources and who the world is calling us to be added on top because we only right. have grace for what God has called us to. Right. And so all the other pressure that comes from the world and uh, the world's version of success and even just the world's idea who, of who you're supposed to be, we have to let that go um, because the weight of what we're called to is, is heavy enough. It is. Um, and we're only graced for that. Mm-hmm. We're not graced to try to pretend to be what the world wants us to be too. Mm-hmm. Because you, you'll forfeit one or the other. Mm. You'll abandon what God has called you to do for following up the world, what you think the world wants out of you. Or you'll make the sacrifice and say, the world may persecute me here, but I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Right. And that's um, that's a decision that we all have to make at some point. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and, and let me say this, too. Like you said, the grace, um, those times that I just told you all about were definitely traumatic. I, I don't you know. They were, you know, not that was horrible because I just I hate I hated that time in my mm. life. But God was preparing me for the ability to stand on my own two feet and be mm. the only one in the room and stand by myself. Mm. You know, like I I if anybody knows in you, I'm sure you will agree. Anybody who knows me personally will tell you that I have no problem standing by myself on something that I believe in. I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. I don't even care really how you feel. I love <laughs> you. But there is I will not let anybody get in my way and turn me around from what I believe. I'm going to stand on it till the day I die. Mm-hmm. That's something that I think God used those past experiences of, of being talked about and like being mm-hmm. different as a child. Mm-hmm. God was preparing me because when I got older, when it came time for peer pressure of or the pressure of drugs and sex and drinking i was like no mm-hmm. and and you know some people would give in if people keep asking i would tell people you're mm-hmm. gonna waste your whole night at this club <laughs> talking to me about something that's not gonna happen <laughs> you might as well go get your 20 dollars worth and dance and drink these drinks that if they so good you drink it <laughs> why would you waste your money buying it? you know then people say like i brought you to drink you're gonna waste my money no you're gonna waste your money because why would you buy something that i told you i don't do that's so funny you don't feel bad absolutely not i think that's dumb <laughs> you know and, and 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 that boldness honestly is a gift mm-hmm. that i didn't realize was a gift until i started leading and i would see stuff and i'll be like am i the only one that see this foolishness and people mm. would you know i don't i don't i don't you know i thank god for those times as hard as they were because they prepared me for a lane that i'm in you know how mm-hmm. easy it would be to neglect kingdom stuff and just go out here and if i wanted to be like a ratchet entertainer i could because creativity mm-hmm. works both ways. Mm-hmm. You have to choose to honor God with it. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't yeah. want to, like I could be a very successful trash artist right now if I wanted to. <laughs> if I didn't want to take the Jesus route and take my time getting there, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But but standing by myself in those early years, mm-hmm. I can see now how it prepared me to sit by myself now. Mm. So, yeah, there's grace. Absolutely. Man, well, that was good, bro. Oh yeah, that man. was very good. God is good. I, I I am um, I think this topic is wonderful because it will be something that I think you should honestly let children hear, mm-hmm. especially like when you get to the high school age. There's always going to be this pressure to be something or to do something that you're really not called to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a pressure to study something because it ran in the family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a pressure to attend this specific church, to marry this specific person, mm-hmm. to to. Um, to live in this specific specific city mm-hmm. you know you you don't fall into yes there, yes you could do all these things and mm-hmm. but but what if god has more for you and what if he only showed you the more right I'll, let me just say this example this might be a little elementary but i was thinking about when you're talking about kids there's a pressure that comes with being attractive mm. because everybody thinks that you have the potential to get any girl that you want Mm -hmm. but god or or guy that you want but god shows you something special about one person and you have to fight through the pressure of like pointless potential right like what about well i'm not gonna we're gonna talk forever about that too like but pointless potential it's pointless to be able to get any person that you want and never never find true connection right just because you have the potential for something doesn't mean that you know it's fruitful it'll bear fruit that's true 
But anyways. Because you could waste your time. Yeah. You have a potential of wasting your time. And I do not like my time wasted. No. At all. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing in the world. But anyway, we would not be the huddle if we did not leave you with strategy. So um, there's a whole lot of, I think, in this season with COVID finally mm-hmm. being over and things changing and opening back up. Mm-hmm. There is this pressure uh, or the potential, the pressure mm-hmm. and the potential rather to go back to things mm-hmm. that you said in your quarantine time that you were not going back to. Mm-hmm. There is also a pressure to start stuff just because the opportunity is there because mm-hmm. everybody's desperate. OK, I'm walking out here and I'm seeing everybody hiring for this and hiring yeah. for that. And I'm not saying don't get a job like I think that's important. OK. Because you could be potentially outside. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is don't fall for the trap of fitting into someone else's box or design or plan for you Mm -hmm. because that's not good. Yeah. So step one in my strategy, all that to say is pray. Mm -hmm. Ask God, what do you want me to do with the potential that you have given me? I had to ask God that. I got to an age where I was like, man, I am gifted in music. It's not, it's not a lie. I know that I could go out here and do very well if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Is this what you called me to do? Mm. And he said, no, buddy. This is what I called you to do. And here I am. So pray. Right. Number two, I would say um, see your successes the right way. Um, don't see your successes as things that you've done all on your lonesome um, just from your potential, your abilities. But continue to remind yourself that it was God who gave you the abilities. It was God who worked through you. And it was that it was God who made it a success. Um, That will take off the pressure of feeling like you have to do that same thing all over again in your own strength and in your own power. Like you said earlier, um, like it says in the word, it's not by my or by power, but by his spirit. And that's in all things. Mm, That's good. Uh, number three for me would be uh, the Bible tells us in the book of James to be slow to angry, be quick to hear, mm-hmm. slow to speak, slow to get angry. So with that being said, when people are complimenting you and telling you you have the potential to do these things, don't be angry. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be mad, because if you if you dissect it, why would you be mad that someone told you you're good at something? Right. Like <laughs> when you think about it. Why am I pissed that they said I was good? You are good at this. That just pissed me off, bro. Why? They just gave you a compliment. So, you know, be swift to hear. Listen mm-hmm. to them. Because mm-hmm. you don't know how you impact someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're telling you that you're good at something or that you help them, receive it mm-hmm. and give it to God. And say, Lord, I thank you to God be the glory. But just don't be angry with it. Receive it. Because when you do find the thing, mm-hmm. There's still going to be people who say thank you. Absolutely. There's still going to I think there's nothing rude than a than a nor nothing worse than a rude person. You ever oh, hear gosh. I listen to a certain celebrity I used to in the mornings and people would call into the show and be like, "Oh my god, I love you." And they're just like, "All right, get to the point." And I'm, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> that's funny. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, that get, that people get tired of hearing it. But you should never get tired of people telling you that they're blessed and affected by what you do, mm. because that's an indication that you're still on the right track. Mm-hmm. Now, if nobody's saying I have, I, if they come up to you and say, you know what, I was not blessed by that <laughs> message. It was horrible. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you yeah. could have a little, yeah, you yeah. know, pray about that too. But don't be angry. Just lighten mm-hmm. up, you know, receive it, and and still continue to ask God, what do I do with this potential? You mm-hmm. know, but don't throw it away. It, you know, the devil wants us to just be mad. About a compliment Like why are you mad Right They told you your food was good And you pissed <laughs> Go come up here and tell me They like my cooking What's wrong with them I don't want to be no chef Like okay well, Whoa 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 They don't know that uh-huh. they don't, they re- I mean people don't know That you don't want Even if they do know mm-hmm. Just receive it Just like alright cool Thank mm-hmm. you I appreciate it God bless you <laughs> I mean a God bless you Will do you just fine Absolutely I so, agree Yeah Um and number four, if this is the last one, I'm not sure if you have anything else. I would just say, uh, make what's important to God important to you. Mm, um, that's good. Don't put on the false pressure of what's important to the world, what the world sees, sees as success. Um, don't make that your gauge of importance. 
but make what's important to God important to you. Bible talks about um, showing love to to those, uh, showing love to everybody, loving Him, you know, taking care of people, being generous. Those those are the things that are important to God, and He uses our tools and our gifts to to do those things. And um, might not be popular to the world, but uh, but it's important to God, and that'll take some of the pressure off of you um and other people are just trying to keep up with the world and what the world sees is important that's good that's good uh number six was it no five five i don't really it's not really uh um kind of ties into what i just said but just don't be arrogant Mm. and prideful and sometimes we don't see it as arrogant but when we just kind of staples on what I was saying. When we get mad at the compliments, we get mad assuming that the thing that they're praising is talking about us. Mm. We cannot say glory to God and God use me and then get mad at the compliment Mm -hmm. because they were never talking about us. We're just (laughs) vessels. Yeah. They were talking about Mm -hmm. the thing that God did through you. And if we cannot move our pride and arrogance out of the way, how can God trust us with mm. elevation and with, with new things? So, mm. you know, just relax a little bit, just, you know, be nice. Uh, <laughs> that's that's it for this one. I want to say thank you guys for listening. Um, it really does feel good to sit in this moment because I'm mm-hmm. we don't have to pack this stuff up. I know it's nice. <laughs> it's very nice. It's a blessing. So um, I want to say thank you guys for listening. I also want to say thank you to Austin. Um, shout out to Brenna who's in the room She's just silent Probably gonna get stabbed for saying this <laughs> um, But I wanna say thank you guys for listening I really do hope that you're blessed uh, We are at episode 8 So we have two more episodes left mm-hmm. in the season And then I'll kinda let you guys know What we're gonna do for season 5 I don't know if we're gonna stop or not Just because we're kind of in a process Of redoing some things in here Getting mm-hmm. settled but I want to say thank you for listening. And before we go, we have to pray. Would you mind uh, praying this out? Absolutely. Well, dear Lord, we thank you for allowing us to uh, have another, we believe, successful podcast episode. Uh, we just thank you for your provision with this new workspace. Um, Lord, you're so faithful. You've been so faithful to us throughout this whole process. And so we just want to thank you for who you are, your consistency in our lives. Once again, your faithfulness and just your favor. Um, Lord, we speak those same blessings over each and every listener um, and their families. We ask that you would bless their families, their finances, uh, their faith, all the things um, in their life. We ask that you would touch it, Lord. And uh, we also ask that you would just seal this word, this podcast episode by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray that there was something said that would stick with somebody to uh, release the pressure of the potential that they have um, in their lives and to release that to you. Um, We just ask that you would help us to make the things that are important to you important to us and that you would continue to develop in us uh, hearts of servitude and and hearts that are submitted to you um, in everything that we do. We pray for LA and his leadership and we pray for KLC. We know that uh, KLC has potential as well, but Lord, we release the pressure of that potential back over to you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. We out. Peace.